Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Don't you ever stop long enough to start Take your car out of that gear Don't you ever stop long enough to start Get your car out of that gear Taylor moves the screen, gets one from White Now he gives it to White Trolls to the Griffin Oh, Griffin Throw it up Derek White Throw it up to the all-time slam Look at the bench. Look at the bench. Look at the bench. <laughs> that was great. Oh, that's really good back then. And that should do it. South went by 35. 24 threes, 40 assists, 59% field goal shooting. Jason Tatum very quietly at 35. That's just... That's an amazing box score up there. We'll take a look at that and come back to wrap it up in just a moment. How about 15 assists for Marcus Fine? Second hour of late night on WEEI, 617-779-7937. It's KJ. The Celtics won by 35. <laughs> they had 78 points in the first half. Now... I think it's more of a statement of just how behind the eight ball I think the Charlotte Hornets are as a franchise in terms of competing in the NBA. And then there's another whole part of it where you're just like, hey, look, the Celtics have just been that dominant. 45 to 19 after one. And think about it. Charlotte outscored the Celtics in the second quarter <laughs> and in the fourth. So maybe you take away it's like, hey, we outscored them in the even quarters. They killed us in the odd quarters. Well, look, I think what's important for this team right now at, at this point is for these players to understand that to win these individual games, you've got to be able to dominate the teams that you need to dominate. There should be no reason to lose anywhere close to the Hornets where they were losing some of these games last year. Even the year before that, I, I, the one that jumps out at me is like a couple of years ago, they lost the game to Cleveland. You're like, what are they doing? You don't see that happening this year. And there's no room for it because I think what the Celtics have learned from, from last year is that, hey, look, in the NBA Finals and in the playoffs, it's much different than what it is night by night. In fact, here's Coach Joe Mazzulla saying, look, this energy has to continue night by night at this point. 
Biggest challenge is not focusing on being a disciplined team, playing harder than everybody else, and executing. That's a huge challenge for us. And no matter how good you are, like you got to do that. And so, great thing about tonight's game is there's plenty of possessions that we didn't execute, and so we, we have plenty of room to get better. Yeah, they're really good in some areas that were concerned, and they're starting to get better. Just listen to where the Celtics rank in some of these categories that will just make you go, "What in the league?" They are number six in field goals, number three in field goal percentage, number one in three-pointers made, number one in three-point percentage at 40%. That's sick. Number three in two-point percentage, number one in free throws, number seven in defensive rebounds, seventh in assists, third third, third best in turnovers. Like only two teams are better of not giving up the ball, and they're number one in points in the league. Fascinating. I mean, just some of the year over year stuff from them is just absolutely crazy. Three point percentage is up twenty six percent from last year at this time. Unbelievable. But here's the thing: these night by night games are different than series. These night-by-night games are different than the series because series, you make adjustments. And I think the Celtics have learned this. You make these adjustments. What you did in game one doesn't necessarily happen in game two. What you did in game two, you might have to do again in game four because it worked and it didn't work in game three. So during the season when you have the Charlotte Hornets show up on your schedule, yeah, Blow them dudes out so look Cornette and all those other guys can get on the court because you just never know who you'll have to pull off the bench for some hero time in the playoffs. That's why you cannot have close games against these bad teams. And the Celtics so far have done that. I have to get to, I'll get to the Bruins later this hour because they're just they're just absolutely amazing as well, too. Like they're the old man on the block killing all the kids. And here are the young kids on the block taking out all the the older guys. We have teams like Philly and Miami have been sputtering. The Nets have been sputtering. That's because of lack of discipline. Not so much with Miami. I think Miami more is a talent situation. But with the Nets, you know, these teams are going to have to try and figure it out. And guess what? By the time they get to the playoffs, if they're like a 5 or 6 or 7 seed, they're so worn out over the season that once you get them into a series, they figure like, okay, well, our skills can just do what it needs to do. Yeah, not after you've played 82 games and your legs are tired. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy at some of the, the things. So, like Jalen, I'm sorry, Jason Tatum by far is the MVP. Don't even, you can't even have him and Luca are not even in the same conversation anymore. I mean, Lucas. I mean, granted, Dallas won tonight. They beat Golden State, but still, it's all. It's the entire Luca show, and it's not necessarily the case with the uh, with the uh, Celtics. Jason Tatum wasn't even there last night. It was just, I mean, no Jalen Brown last night, and they still win by thirty five. This team, I'm telling you, has something that I have not seen. In terms of dominance, maybe then probably some of the early years of this Golden State Warriors legacy. And going back to when Danny Ainge was here, I'd always said at the Celtics, 
if they were able to get over the hump against LeBron and the Cavs, was more built and designed to beat the Golden State Warriors than anybody else. And you still have the main tenets of those pieces of the team, Tatum and Brown. Robert Williams, you throw in there as well. So the way this team is constructed reminds me a lot of a better balanced Golden State Warriors team from a few years ago. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ, late night here on WEEI. Still to come, we'll talk more. Patriots getting ready for the for the big game uh, Thursday night against the Bills. It's just weird to have back-to-back games on two Thursday nights in a row. There's, gonna be a, there's still another Thursday night game to go and then, a, and then a Sunday night game as well. They may get flexed out of that, who knows. But here's Marcus Smart on how vibes with the team have been different than just what a couple months ago looked like. It's... It's been tough. I'm saying we had a lot of ups and downs that we went through, especially early on in the season. Um, a lot of obstacles that were in our way for us that, you know, um, a lot of people probably thought we would never get to where we are now because of those obstacles. And, um, you know, when when you got responsibility like we do because of how we plan, you know, it's easy for you to, to take your foot off, especially in a game like tonight, um, and, you know, allow that to slip up on us. So, you know, staying focused, staying disciplined has been the key for us. Um, and it hasn't been easy because there's been times where, you know, we are playing so well that you you tend to, to feel a little bit more overconfident in yourself and we have to humble ourselves and bring ourselves back down before that happens or when that does happen. So um, it's been a balance for us. Um, but Joe's been doing a really good job of making sure, you know, um, we continue to humble ourselves and play the right way. Yeah, it, it's... It's completely different than what it was last November and what the narrative was, thinking that M.A. was overwhelmed. Maybe he wasn't ready to coach a team that needed to improve its attitude about the playoffs. There was a lot of ill feelings about what happened with Kyrie Irving the year before, stomping on Lucky, and the players still shaking and hugging hands with him. It was just, it was just a weird time. But no one would have seen that this team would be in this situation with everything that's happened since the NBA Finals. Like, this should have been a quiet summer into the into the early fall, and it wasn't. It was a shocker. And this team is playing out at 17-4, and 10-1 at home. Bruins still undefeated at home, but 10-1 at home. Between the Celtics and the Bruins, there's only been one loss at home so far this season. That's absolutely amazing. Tatum again, 35 points, and he's ready to be the MVP and the face of the league, and I think the league is ready for it as well. LeBron and the Lakers are so far out of the... out of. Here's a, here, Okay, you might laugh at this, Andrew, but here's how I know that Jason Tatum for sure is the MVP. Is Jason Tatum and Anthony Davis have these potato chips. Have you seen them? I have. Okay. My wife religiously tries to buy the Jason Tatum tips. She's told her family about it back in North Carolina. That's that's the uh, Ruffles, right? I think the he's, Ruffles, right? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to give them play if they ain't giving us any pay. But yeah, true. So true. I just say I just say potato chips, right? The Jason Tatum tip uh, chips cannot stay in the store, even down south where people are more Lakers fans than anything else. They say they've got plenty of Anthony Davis chips, but can never keep the Jason Tatum chips. Now that's not scientific. That's not numbers. That's not anything else. It's just kind of like, hey, if people are eating up those chips, people are both starting to really believe that Jason Tatum is the MVP 
of the league, and let's just call it what it is. When he made All-NBA last year, it was because Kevin Durant had an injury season and wasn't as productive. So what's next, right? Jokic hasn't really been uh, healthy and super effective with Denver. We see what's going on with Luka, who they're trying to force the narrative of the MVP. But my goodness, MVP is my valuable possession because he does not pass the ball. You, I mean, Luka is going to be the Achilles heel of that team where it's going to be like Luka and the Pips. And that's not going to win him an MVP. And right now it, it can't even get him a winning record. I think the the Warriors, while they'll still make a lot of noise, I think because they have so many pieces now and it's no longer all about Steph Curry, it's it's sitting there waiting for Jason Tatum. And I think he's going to walk right into it just nicely. So, I mean, between him and Giannis, those are the two odds-on favorites. Him, Giannis, and Luka are the three favorites for MVP. And, you know, look, Maybe they say, I don't know if it's Giannis. We gave Giannis a Disney movie last year, didn't advance in the playoffs. Nobody really went to go see the movie. What else can you do? Like, how how many times can you name a person MVP after you've already done the movie on? Andrew, you didn't even know there was a, did you even know there was a Giannis movie? I didn't, to be honest with you. There you go. And they were even running the commercials during the NBA Finals last year. Like, hey, the story of three brothers. Oh, wait, hold on. Now, Now it sounds familiar. Yeah, you know why it doesn't ring a bell is because Giannis wasn't in the finals. Giannis wasn't in the semi. He wasn't in the conference finals either. So here you're talking about some movie about a guy who isn't there. Now, I don't know if there's going to be a Jason Tatum movie in the works. I think it might be a little too soon. I think the greatness is still to come. But mm, chew on those chips because he's going to be taking this team very far, and it looks good so far. So until now. Is he going to be in Space Jam 3? There won't be a Space Jam three. I can uh, I don't want to say I can guarantee it, but I I would make a few calls to say I I'd have to see that not happen. Did you watch? Is it because you watched two? I like two. I like Space Jam two. You know what I liked about Space Jam two? LeBron James told his son, "I love him," and that is very very important in a community of fathers that he could tell his son on screen, "I love you," and yes, you can go be a video game player. You don't have to be a ball player. That is such a deep message, Andrew. You understand. It oh, yeah. brought me to tears. Oh, yeah. But I'm telling deep you moment. right now, the Celtics right now are bringing people to their feet, and I think they're taking notice all over the league that the Celtics are no joke. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night, WEEI. Let's go ahead and trend with Andrew Meehan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Kucherov up the boards, Lindholm to Pasternak, the net empty, Taylor Hall circles back, the Bruins are 13-0 at home, no team has ever started this hot at home, a 3-1 victory over Tampa Bay. Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. Bruins are absolutely hot. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. If you want to put something in perspective of just how crazy the season has been for the Bruins so far. Last year at home, when the Bruins scored first, they're 18-5-1. You're like, that. that's good stuff. This year, 10-0. It's not even, it's not even December 31st. <laughs> they only won 18 games at home when they scored first last year, and they've already scored. They've already won 10 of those. 3-0 and when the opponent scores first. Last year, 8-8-1 eight, eight and one at home when the opponent scored first. They're already 3-0. and So as much as kind of like, you know, the goaltending situation was going back and forth, back and forth at one point last year, they were still fourth in the league. And goals against, now they're first. Goals for first. <laughs> like, this is the perfect magical mystery tour. If this is uh, Patrice's last year or Brad Marchand may go back to Canada and play out like a last year or two or something like that in, uh, you know, in Ottawa or something. But my goodness, what's happening with this team is well-deserved. All the controversy with Cassidy and how he got treated and what was going on with upper management you know, even the Mitchell Miller situation that crept in there was kind of like, oh, that was, th-. and this team has responded and rebounded and has just been absolutely fantastic. I mean, last year on the road, they were outscored. They were outscored in the fourth, in the third period. Remember all those games? You're like, oh my God, I got a lead. Now what's going on? None of that stuff is going on anymore at all. After two with the lead, 12 and 0. Trail, Two and three after two. Now, I mean, that's the probably the only devils, the only the devils are different with that. But on the with this year in the third period, the team is outscoring their opponents 12 to 5 in the third period. On the road. <laughs> on the road. Right? They were like a minus eight last year for the entire season. They're plus seven. So it's like, yeah, these sticks. We'll travel. They look good. They'll hit you, and they'll put that puck in that net. 
This is absolutely crazy. They going into tonight, they have outscored their opponents eighty-four to forty-seven. Now, someone asked, "Can they sustain this?" And the answer is, as long as the goaltending can, it doesn't matter whether you win one or nothing or four nothing. It's still the win. I think different with the NBA is, hey, in the NBA, one person can get hot and your team still lose. In the NHL, if your goalie gets gets hot, nobody else wins but you. So, yeah, this is more sustainable, I would say, for the Bruins than it is what it would be for the Celtics, right? Because with the Celtics, as I was just talking about, hey, this looks good with the night-by-night stuff. But with hockey, you're always going to get those tests, right? No one ever, be- no one believed a week and a half ago that Tampa was really going to be struggling, right? Like that, what I now call the Southern Triangle. Maybe it's already called that. I don't know. I don't keep that close. But now playing Carolina, playing Florida, and playing Tampa is not an easy road trip. It's not at all. And when you're coming out of that, I think in this last one, it came out two and one. I think the only loss was to the Panthers in that one, in that, in that set where they lost 5 2 last week. I think it was. Uh, I almost called you JoJo was here last week. So look, they're going through what's the toughest part of the uh, of the conference in terms of that Tampa, Carolina, uh, Florida triangle. Like those are te- that's that's going to be a different test than say Charlotte comes in tonight for the for for the Celtics, and then you've got Miami the next night. You know, like yeah, one you can how can you get burned on some of the young guys in one game, and the other one you might have to step it up a little bit. But and with this, with hockey, no. Because all you need is two games for your goaltender to start leaking. You're like, oh my God, there could be a problem. 84 to 47 goal different going into tonight. And at home, 48 to 20. <laughs> I, I you know what? It, it it could be one of the great teams for the ages. You know, the, I, I I think what's fascinating is. It's not like the Bruins are the only ones that have a great hockey story this season in conference. I mean, right now, how much would you pay to see the Devils versus Bruins right now? How much would you pay for that? T- I would I would dig into the kids' college fund just to see that. Oh, my gosh. If that's the finals or deep in the playoffs matchup, a couple of teams that have just been absolutely out of their face. Whew. I mean, if it wasn't for the Bruins, everybody would be talking about the Devils. I mean, it's as bad as they were last year. But with this Bruins team, it's like, hey, all the conflict that you had last year, people calling for upper manager. Like, when is the last time you heard, like, fire the general manager and keep the coach? <laughs> That's what the conversation was last year. And for the Bruins to turn it around, Crutchy to come back across the, across the world, probably at the right time. I mean, this is the second oldest team in the league. You know, I mean, as, as long as Ovechkin is on the team, it's always it's going to add 15 years to the age group. But still... To be doing this and one of the older teams in the league, and you'd have to say, yeah, this is sustainable because the younger guys are keeping things afloat. Charlie McAvoy coming back earlier than people thought he would. So, like, celebrate the flowers. And, and, and Mutt was right earlier. Like, when you're doing a bunch of stuff right, I remember, Andrew, I got a call one night, and guy was asking me about, like, uh, 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 Lindrum, uh, uh, Hampus Lindrum. And should they move him out? I was like, for what? I think at the time they were, like, 9-1. and one. I was like... Why would you touch a thing? <laughs> you know, 
Why? No, I so, totally agree. Like, why would you change anything about this team that's going on with them right now? Right. I think the only thing they've had to change was when both teams, when the Bruins, I forgot who's the other team, both had on white jerseys and the Bruins had to go back and change. That's the only thing they've had to change this year was back into their black sweaters. I mean, they kept the GM. They yeah. they built the team how you wanted it. You bought, you brought back Krejci, the gang's back. It's very Last Dance-esque. Why yeah. would you trade anything? Yeah, exactly. Like, like if, if right now if someone said, hey, man, there's a one-night engagement of the Rolling Stones and Elton John doing a show. Like, I'll be like, oh, my God, who's opening for him? They say, or you can go see the Bruins as hot as they are, go play the Devils. I'll be like, you know what? Farewell, my brother. I'm going to go see that game because that's going to be absolutely out of face because no one would. You would have. I think if there was a realistic expectation out of the Bruins is that they would have been able to kind of fight for maybe seven, eight spot, get in, try and make kind of a miracle run, maybe get to the semis, feel good about the team on the way out and know that, okay, this is an, an older team that you didn't expect them to run the entire gamut. But now you're like, oh, no, man, it's it's cup or bust. No, like they heard the noise. They yes. heard the noise in the offseason where it's like, you got to keep the coach, it's the coach. If they don't, you know, if they get rid of him, you know, they keep Sweeney, what's Sweeney going to do? They heard the noise. Yeah, last year was just very ugly for sports in, in New England overall. It, you know, right la- last year at this time, the feel-good story were the Patriots. Right. How funny does that sound in comparison to what we're dealing with now? I think you had the now, Red Sox on a roll at that point, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, well, yeah, the, the Red Sox would have been done, right? The Red Sox season would have been done if we're talking Celtics, right, right. Patriots, and, uh, and Bruins. At this time last year, head in the sand about the Celtics, what's going on with the Bruins, can they kind of like get it together a little bit? And you're like, hey, we got this rookie quarterback, and we're we're kind of winning some games suddenly, right? And so now, you just have to take your hat off to the Bruins, and like, if you can catch this last stand, if the tickets cost a little bit more, so what? You know, this might be the last time to see a shot at greatness. There's just kind of this lump in the chest that still exists from the loss to the to the Blues in the Stanley Cup, and you would almost want to say like, hey, if these same faces or a majority of those faces are there now and can make a deep run. Even if this team lost in a Stanley Cup final, you would have to step away like a soccer clap. Like, you know what? Considering everything that was going on, this ain't the same coach. You know, he's doing okay in Vegas. But, you know, this is the same coach. You'd have to give the soccer clap and say, you know what? That was more exciting than seeing the Islanders bully you in two out of three games and complain to the league in between one of those games and just totally take you out of your face. By the way, yeah, how much they, would you... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, how much would you pay for that ticket? Because I think I should pull up the schedule in front of me, but they play Vegas in about a week or so. How much oh, no, would you I'm, pay for that ticket? I'm, I, I bypassed that one. Give me the devil's ticket. I mean, and <laughs> and I would pay nothing because I'd make a phone call. You know what I mean? This is Boston. You, you pull yeah. strings. You know, you're like, I make a phone call to make a phone call to make a phone call. And so... Um, and I know plus, a guy who knows a guy who... I know a guy who knows a guy, but, you know, my degree of separation to Cam Neely is like one... And not because I work here, but because of work we've done with the March of Dimes, and they do extensive work with the March of Dimes. Right. And our and our family was ambassador family for those who didn't know, and and we raised the we I think we we still have the record for one night raised in in New England history for March of Dimes of three hundred sixty two thousand dollars in one night. So at Boston Club, BC Club was on fire that night, and I yeah. almost lost my family. I was like, "Where am I?" Do-? 
I was like, where's my wife and daughter? My daughter's in there holding court with women in the women's bathroom. And I think I'm like, how do, how do I lose my family after we've just raised all this money? But, you know, the 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 the, the Bruins are, are very dear. Like, my wife doesn't like to wear a lot of Boston gear. She's one of those that's kind of come up like Tom Brady's overrated. Very humble. Very right, subtle. No, no you're, my wife is a Southern girl, so she's like, I don't understand the Brady, uh, the Brady yeah. thing. And LeBron's a cutie. That's how she thinks. But she's like, when it comes to the Bruins... Get me like it's I have custom gear for her Bruins. So she's Bruins all day, all night, the whole night. Even the Mitchell Miller story. I didn't even tell it to her right away mm-hmm. just so that her heart wouldn't be broken. Then later, I believe she later saw it, but it's still fair enough. Right. Right. Uh, so look, get these flowers, get these tickets continued. Uh, this team is the story of the NHL. And, and as I've said, since I've been here at EEI for the last couple of years, when an original six team is a dominant story in the league. It only helps the NHL. Why do you think last year, the the day after Thanksgiving game, was Rangers-Bruins? Why? Because they're like, we need everybody who could care about a hockey game in the biggest possible places as possible to give us a number, so that way we have a watermark. But at that time, the Bruins were, eh, the Rangers were starting to figure some things out at that time last year. But now, shh, you get this team to watch, get people watching this team across the country, like people used to watch the Edmonton or stay up and watch the Edmonton Oilers late at night, that will be a good thing. All right, the big game, Thursday night, Patriots, Bills. You know, the, the, the big talk is, you know, hey, the last two times the Patriots played the Bills, you couldn't name the punter because the punter never showed up in the game. Uh, here's Bill Belichick per- talking about preparing for Buffalo on the Greg Hill Show. Uh, well, this week is a, is you know, kind of a normal week for us, if you will. It's a seven-day week, Sunday to Sunday. It's just Thursday to Thursday. Um, you know, but coming off a short week, so we're mindful of that. And, um, you know, a lot of it's case by case. Not not every player is in exactly the same situation, which they never are. So, you know, in the end, we try to do what's, what's best for the team. And then there are some players that are in um, different called states of readiness than others and we work through those on an individual basis so that's it really that's about the way it normally is it's the short week is puts more stress on everybody for sure uh, but in the end it's a it's a seven-day week we've had short weeks before and and uh you know once once you get into the week and you you know you manage it um as much as as much as normal as it can be yeah i I like what Bill said there. You know, it's going to be normal that some people are going to be a little behind others in some areas. And a key thing was in that Thursday night game, if the offense looked putrid again, then there would be some serious problems going into this last these last six games. And it looked, it was a B. I gave it a B, a 85 grade, if you will. Like, that's something to take home about. First opening drive touchdown of the season, that's huge because that says that you can do it. The other thing was that you didn't necessarily need to be in the red zone to get touchdowns inside said red zone. Uh, If there's one thing I would like to probably see is be more studious about the ball and moving it forward once getting into the red zone. Almost look at it this way. If you don't have like a Tyreek Hill or a Justin Jefferson or a Stefan Diggs or 
uh, Jeremy Judy, guys with speed, uh, uh, even uh, McCole Hardman, McCole Hardman with, uh, with, the, with the Chiefs, he's out, though. Guys who can clearly, now you may say Devontae Parker, while as a fast guy, or maybe this is a play you try with you know, Tyquan Thornton, is you know when you're trying to do these end arounds, you would want to do it with somebody who the defense isn't expecting, like, okay, that's the fastest guy, and he's coming down the line of scrimmage. He's definitely not coming down the block, right? If if I saw Tyquan Thornton making his way down the line, I don't think he's going to help with the run blocking. The ball may be coming to him. Try not. I would rather see dual tight ends inside that red zone. We get 15-12 yard line. Go with the two tight end set. Then deal with what receivers you what receiver package you may you may go two tight ends, two wide receivers, one back keep in for blocking, and you say you know what. You've got two tight ends who can get you who can get you catches. Even if you get to the two three two three yard line, you would feel confident that Ramondre Stevenson could bang it out from four three three or four yards out. So why not go with it? Maybe a bigger package once you're getting around twelve yards out. Make them defend the tight ends. Then that might force some man on man to man one on one on the outsides. Or if there's someone coming to a slant, I think that's something that's a mit, missing a bit with this offense is. Who's kind of the dedicated slot receiver that's always going to consistently be there? And you, you don't want to put the pressure on them like an Edelman or Welker. But when you look at those two guys, their makeup wasn't anything special. It's not like, oh my gosh, this guy was All-American, everything. is just like, nah, this is a guy we showed how you can do this, son, and make a career out of it. So you would almost say, who was that player? And if you don't have that player, then maybe it's the two tight ends. You've seen Hunter Henry Back into the game now, and, and, and here's the other thing that just kind of bothered me just a little bit. Maybe it's because I'm a parent of a younger kid, but yeah, okay. Unless how can I best put this? The team, if it's going to move forward, you can't say, "Hey, the refs cost the game." Yeah, you might get. Did Hunter Henry's fingers look like they were under the ball? Absolutely. If anything, you ask me, at worst, that should have been a catch at the at the half yard line, right? Because his fingers is under the ball are under the ball he brings it up in the air and brings it back to his body so it should be at the 1 yard line but they see something different maybe they see an angle that we can't necessarily pick up and it happens right because there were other chances to score there are other opportunities to put points on the board and it didn't happen so I, that just kind of bothers me a bit because you you start to feel like okay get out of the excuse mode this is not like Pre, you know, like if if you want to know how bad it was, look at some of the games that were pre-replay. You know, there's one. I don't know if you remember Andrew, but there was this one famous game. I think it was between like the Houston Oilers and the Raiders, where a guy clearly caught the ball in the end zone. They said it was no catch. He had no recourse. I'd like have when, to look that one up. Yeah, when you see something like that, and you go, "Yeah, you need replay," but the Hunter Henry situation. You have to say, if it's that close and too close to call, our biases are going to be our biases, right? I'm with you. I believe that the hand was under the the football. They may say only four fingers were under the football and the and the ball didn't touch the fifth. We don't know, but when it gets that close, you can't say, hey, because of that or if that had happened, such and such and so forth. No. The Patriots had the ball towards the end of the game with a chance to go down the field and drive. That's why you have the offense out there. Justin Jefferson ran absolutely ape, okay? And I don't mean that in a, I mean, I mean figuratively. Let me just clear that up. You know, and then plus there's another word that goes behind it that I can't use right now. 
And so, and then even Adam Thielen, you, Justin Jefferson was such a problem that when Adam Thielen caught his touchdown, my goodness, Michael Jackson and his brothers could have moonwalked behind behind Mills, behind Jalen Mills. That's how much space was behind because you had to con, con, concentrate on Justin Jefferson so much. It's going to be the same thing with Stephon Diggs. You're going to have to be all over Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs has still shown up. Now, Dawson Knox hasn't been utilized as much this year as he was last year, but don't believe that that's not going to be in play. You know, I think when it comes to the Patriots, when they prepare for teams, when you start, if they have one or two stars on the team, I think the Patriots could do very well to game plan for that because they say you've got either or, right? And those are eh, like the Jets, right? There's not even either or. Shut down Zach Wilson, there's no either or. Going into this Vikings game, why is it tough? Okay, you've got Cook, you've got Jefferson, you got Thielen. You say, okay, out of, and then you throw in Kirk Cousins, you would say, okay, if we can get to Kirk Cousins, maybe that can affect some other things. You know, Dalvin Cook wasn't demonstrative in that game. Justin Jefferson was on fire, and Thielen was able to do some things. You kind of have the same problems with the Bills. You've got Stephon Diggs, you've got Gabe Davis, you've got Isaiah McKenzie. If anything, you say, okay, if the running game is only held to Josh Allen, and if we can get Josh Allen in situations where we can show some confusion, then maybe, maybe that will help keep the game score lower and put the Patriots in a position to pull off what would be an upset and would change the conversation would change the conversation about not only the AFC East, but the playoff chances for the Patriots, because like for me and my total wins for the season. It would then put them over the number that I said would be their max number of wins of seven. So it would put them at seven wins. I I believe they would only get seven wins this year. So we'll see what happens. I'll talk more about it tonight. I'll be here tomorrow night. We'll get more into what the Bills rank in different things and some of the things they do well and and how the Patriots can get into it. We'll hear more from other Patriots players and former and plus uh, more Belichick and Mac Jones as well. So thank you so much for hanging out with Late Night with KJ on WEEI. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. W-E-E-I. This is WEEI Late Night, streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Just when I was saying, you know what, these boys can play, this secondary can play, then you let Justin Jefferson come up there and get nine catches for 140 yards or whatever it was, and then Adam Baylor, nine catches. I mean, 18 catches. In the secondary, come on. Is somebody going to actually challenge him? You knew where the ball was going, and no one stepped up and said, I'm going to take him, get him at the line of scrimmage. He ain't about to do that today. And from when I was there, Asante was there, Darrell Reeves, uh, Stephon Gilmore, we ain't about to let somebody come out there and just do whatever they want to do without even trying or challenging them. So I, I give the secondary, even though they got an interception, mm-hmm. another turnover, which is great, 
I give their ass a big thumbs down because you don't let somebody go out there and beat your ass like that. I'm sorry. I know it's a lot of swear jar guys. It's for charity, but that would piss me off. I'm a secondary guy, so they got to step back up this week. I wasn't happy with that performance by letting one man do that and actually let two people get him for nine catches. Take a look at my defense. It's the only one we got. Ty Law Tuesdays are absolute gem here on WEEI. It's KJ Late Night. Thank you so much for hanging out for the last hour and a half. We've just checked out for the last 10, 15 minutes. Appreciate you being here. Remember, you missed any part of any show during today. Get the Odyssey app. It's free. Put it on your phone or on your device, and then you can go and add 93.7 WEEI as a favorite. Go back and play old shows. Plus, it'll also give you a portal to other podcasts going on, including like the NFL. And uh, I think it also links you to articles that are going on with the teams that we have at the site. So the app is free. Uh, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, in the Google Play or Apple Store, free, and it gets you right here. And then put a, you know, click the little thing and put a heart there so you can come right, as soon as you turn it back on, it'll say, boom, it'll be right there at the front door for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ty Law is absolutely right. And what I said earlier in the show is, after the defense had that amazing showing against the Jets, it was like, Get ready for the Ben days, right? Because last year, if you remember, after they played Atlanta and they had that shutout, and they, this defense is absolutely incredible. And then it started to kind of a mm, little stretch Armstrong. Mm, and the offense really couldn't keep up. Um, Buffalo, I think, still has a nasty taste in their mouth about the early December game of last year where at one point the Patriots ran the ball 30 consecutive times. I think that's one of those games where <laughs> forever in their psyche is what's going to be their motivation. I think their first motivation was like, okay, when they came in that return game, they didn't they didn't have to punt. Playoff game, they didn't have to punt. This game, they better punt. If they don't punt, that will be the conversation. Ooh, close game. Why did they not have to punt this time? So like that's kind of, you know, when when the punting unit for the Bills come out, Trust me, that's going to kind of get into their psyche a little bit because they don't they don't want to they don't want to show any type of weakness to a team that has just decimated and owned them their entire franchise history. No other team has more wins against the Bills than do the New England Patriots in the history of the Bills. And that's going back to some bad Patriots teams. Think about how bad the Buffalo Bills have been. 16 out of the last 20 years. (laughs) Bad. So for them, they never want to go back to that. So even a close game after three quarters, 17-14, because Buffalo has been struggling a little bit. It's a 17-14 game at the end of three. Oh, Josh Allen, you might be up for a couple more mistakes, and we're ready for it. So you just hope that the defense doesn't bend, that Josh Allen isn't taking off for runs for 15, 20 yards. It 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 could it could get ugly. All right, so tonight really is the first night I am working with another producer. I, I think I am the producer whisperer here because Justin and Dylan and Ethan, um, all those guys are uh, are all like like all over the place. So Andrew, in thirty seconds, tell us a little bit about yourself before we take this last call and get out of here. Oh gosh, um, a little bit about myself. Well. I'm, I'm I'm from New England. I mean, I've been listening to EEI for gosh, I don't know, I don't know how long, but you know, since I was a little one in my dad's car. Uh, you know, same with my brother too. 
So started out in Providence, made my way up here. Um, I still work for URI. I started doing URI basketball and football games. I still do that uh, for them on the Varsity Network app. Ten seconds. And uh, and now I'm here. And with, with you, KJ, on a late night yeah. in Boston, no no better place to do it, huh? Well, I used to do morning drive in the, in, in the market, so it shows you sometimes <laughs> – Sometimes you go for morning drive to late night janitor. I'm kidding. A, f- a friend, a mentor, and a friend of mine told me in college when I was studying for this: radio and TV never stop. Yeah, well, sometimes the pay does. All right, let's let's go to Phil in New Bedford. Let's get Phil thirty seconds, get his thoughts in, and then we got to get out of here. Phil, thanks for the call. Hey, always a pleasure. Hey, young man, you're gonna you're working with a superstar here. Hey, last okay. year when you did that parody song about the Buffalo Bills fans Bu- and the team, Buffalo the Colding, one, yes. There you go. That was the best one. That was when one of your kids was involved, and then you did three or four. Can you put yeah. one together for what you see as the Boston sports scene right now, between like now and Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they- you know, because so many good things are going on, I don't know. Like, when I've done a happy song, it hasn't really worked out. But, Phil, I will play that Buffalo Colding for you tomorrow night as Juju as potentially getting a win. Have a great night. Talk to you again tomorrow here on WEEI. See ya. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.